Hi there, it's Sue, and you're listening to a special 12-part series of Maker to Master, Find and Fix What's Not Working in Your Small Business. This is part four. Given that many of us are sequestered at home right now, I wanted to do something to balance out the pull to watching the news over and over again. The best thing we can do right now is stay healthy, mentally and physically. That means being active. Go outside for a walk each day, lift weights, or get on your home bike, and think about how you can use this newfound time to be productive. Wouldn't it be great to come out of these times stronger in mind, body, and business? Towards that end, here are a few chapters of my book. Listen to all 12 episodes to hear it in its entirety. On Mondays, I'm sticking with our regular podcast, and then on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you'll get these special editions. If you'd like to purchase a hard copy, you can do so on Amazon or at giftbizunwrapped.com. Are you discouraged because your business right now isn't performing as you envisioned? Do you tell people everything is wonderful when inside your stomach is churning because you know it's not true? This book will help you identify where the holes are in your business and show you exactly how to fix them. You'll learn from owners just like you who are seeing real success, growing their companies, and living their dream. In this book, find out how to confirm your business is set up correctly to provide the foundation for growth how to implement pricing strategies that bring in sales and make you money, how to effortlessly attract new customers every day, and balance the making of your product with the running of your business. And finally, you'll discover how to ensure that your business stays open and grows over time. Let's get right to it, shall we? Chapter 13 Grab your pen and paper. We get back to what seems like a completely irrational idea, selling your business when you are just opening up. Right now, you are thinking about the excitement and the many rewards that await you by owning and working in your business. Selling is the last thing on your mind. You're right. You should love what you're starting. You should be filled with anticipation. You're envisioning many days of detailed work within the framework of your developing business. Wouldn't it be something, however, to make money not only while you are active in your business, but also after you've decided to move on to something else in life? If this appeals to you, the actions you take now will make everything so much easier later. It starts with the name of the company. We've already covered this in the nice to meet you section. If you missed it, make sure to go back and review. As demonstrated in Michael Gerber's book, E-Myth Revisited, you also want to set up systems within your business right from the start. These are ways of running your business that can be documented in a step-by-step fashion. When you have systems, they can be replicated by someone other than you. This is a best practice for any business but mandatory if you want to sell your company for any significant amount of money in the future. Creating systems has two benefits. While you run your company, it allows you to grow your business easier and faster. If you are adding employees, training is smooth because there's a process to follow. 
if you add a second shop, you will be up and running quicker because there is already an established way of doing things. Documented systems and processes are even more important when it comes time to sell. The value of your business includes not only sales, secret recipes, and patents, it also includes the processes used to run the company. The way you order products, the onboarding of a new employee, how you handle a customer through a sale are all things that can be made into a process. Because you have created the way to do things, these processes are unique to your business and they are worth money if they are documented. Someone who is interested in buying your business will be attracted to the fact that there will be a smooth transition through a handoff. So how do you do this documentation? It's easy. As you create new systems, capture the steps that are part of the process from beginning to end. Think of it as a recipe. First you have the ingredients, and then you have the steps to make the dish. That's a process. If your business is up and running, you may find systems exist already. Start by documenting those. For a new business, documenting as you go will put you in great shape for the future. Let's complete the flower analogy I started at the beginning of this section. You have now planted your flower seed in a stable environment. Your field of flowers are ready to grow and bloom. In a perfect world, you'd be set to flourish now and in the future. But there are some nasty weeds coming up amongst your sprouting flowers. These weeds are your competitors, and we need to deal with them next. Competition. Peekaboo. Competition. We don't get a choice. Competitors, they exist. When it comes to your competitors, you get to choose the way you want to react to them. There are two options. You can play small by cowering and succumbing to their real or perceived power. Or you can stare them down and strategize how you will win. I'll show you next where you have the power and how you can make your competition disappear. Chapter 14, Finding the Hidden Treasure. Being different is better than being better. When you truly understand this quote by Sally Hogshead, it leads to magic. Identifying a unique attribute for your business or product brings strength to your brand and helps attract your ideal audience. When you add unique qualities to your business, people will follow and buy from you because they resonate with what makes you different. Your customers will be supportive and more importantly, loyal. In this world of price cutting and nondescript brands, standing out is refreshing and will grab attention. I call this your unique special power. USP is normally an acronym for a unique selling proposition. I find that old school and focuses too much on the selling of your product. In other words, pushing your product outwards for an audience to buy. A unique special power goes the opposite direction. It attracts people to your product because they connect with your uniqueness. I'll demonstrate this with one of my favorite examples. Let me introduce you to Katie Leakey of The Leakey Collection. Are you familiar with Zulu grass necklaces? This jewelry is sourced and made by the Maasai women in the Rift Valley of East Africa. Katie is onto something here. 
She actually has two unique special powers. Zulu grass is not found anywhere else in the world, so beads made from this local grass cannot be replicated. It makes her product truly one of a kind. She tells of how a company in China tried to knock off her necklaces. The problem was they didn't have Zulu grass. They only had plastic beads, so it didn't work. It's the texture of the beads and how they take color that makes Katie's necklaces so beautiful. The story of the Maasai women making the necklaces is the second unique special power. These women employ their men to work for them. Does that make you smile as much as it does me? These women now all have businesses in a third world country, no less, and are standing on their own two feet. They are embracing change and their future. There are many ways you can create a USP for your business. It could be in your product, as in Katie's case. It could be in the location of your shop. If it's in an historic district or an old ice house from the late 1800s, it could be in the unique patterns that are recognizable in only your brand, such as Vera Bradley or Lily Pulitzer, or perhaps in a shape that becomes symbolic to your product, like Brighton's Hearts. There are an unlimited number of ways you can make your company different and stand out: story, product, shape, color, location. Scent, the options are limitless. It's well worth figuring out the unique special power that is you. Chapter fifteen—that's a big guy. Over the last few decades, we've seen a wave of big brands wash across America. Walmart expanded and uprooted many small-town shops. Today, you can go into Target, a thousand miles from home, and find the same things you can buy back in your local Target store. These chains appear from the outside to have the edge. They have purchasing power for sure. It's assumed that their systems, from strategy and marketing to inventory and sales, are done in the most sophisticated and effective ways. How can you, as a small business, ever go up against that? Good news. There are many ways a smaller business has the edge. By nature, a large company has numerous reporting levels and rules. With this comes their weakness. We've all heard or even experienced corporate politics. There's accountability, paperwork, and lots of CYA. Subordinates want to look good in front of their supervisors. Departments compete against each other. They all think their division is the most valuable to the business, and egos reign supreme. Yes, I'm generalizing here, but when layoffs are announced and pink slips are passed out, even the best of corporations finds this behavior increase. No wonder so many people want to escape this day-to-day work existence. You, as the founder of your business, steer your own ship. You are released from the waters of corporate muck and can sail free. You have the advantages of speed and flexibility on your side. I'm sure you know that the ability to attract and get close to your customer results in higher sales. Over the last few years, corporations have started to understand the role social media has and its ability to connect with customers. But it is the small businesses that have acted first and in a big way. 
it will take a long time for most large brands to figure out how to use social media effectively. Many still have mental restraints that have to be worked through. What if an employee posts something embarrassing? What if our product is represented in a bad light? The pictures won't be of the quality we're known for. Transparency for a corporation is threatening. The idea of losing control is, for many, unimaginable. Social media is just one area illustrating the time it takes to institute change in large enterprises. They are slow-moving cruise ships, and you are a high-speed luxury yacht. Being nimble enough to test things quickly and pivot or go all-in is something that a large business can't do. But you can. It's a huge advantage. Chapter 16. Be rude. Ignore them. Competition. Wouldn't the world be so much better if it just went away? Guess what? In a way, it can. When you are starting out, you need to check out the competition. You want to know how many competitors you have. You want to know what they offer, what their price points are, and how they work with their customers. This gives you insight into where you can slip into the market to fill a void and attract a different group of customers. But after that, your focus should shift completely off your competition. Once you have an established, solid base of customers, all eyes should be on them. Understanding what they love about your product and why they support you, and then doing more of the same, will endear them to you. Focusing on how you can make your product or service increasingly better for your customer is why they will continue to stay by your side. In this way, you will create a divide between you and your competition. You aren't copying them and presenting more of the same to your market. You are doubling down on enhancing your own business. I'll give you a caution, though. Your less educated competitors will begin copying you. It's so frustrating. Can't they just think for themselves? I've had this happen to me many times at the Ribbon Print Company. We created a new product because it helped our customers decrease their production time. Copied. We developed our own brand of ribbon, made specially for use with our printers. What happened? A competitor now offers, on a limited scale, an imitation of ours. They even named it something similar. Seriously? Can't they think up their own innovations? It's infuriating, and I have to remind myself it's also a form of flattery. Off my rant now, but it makes a point. You can never go wrong when you stay close to your customer. Continually provide them with more and more of what they want. They will see that you listen and care about their needs. Honestly, it's much more fun hanging out with them than spying on someone else anyway. The advantages you have as a small business are powerful when recognized and used. That, and having complete focus on your customers, will guide you in all areas of your business. This includes product selection, pricing, and inventory. It is the place where we, as gifters, bakers, crafters, makers, unintentionally slide off track. Make sure to pay close attention as we move forward. Product management. I'm moving in. Admit it. 
I know you do it. You give away or underprice your products a lot. We are notorious for not appreciating our talents to their full financial extent. Because creativity comes so naturally to us, we think our skills are not worth money. That leads us to underprice or not include production time at all when we determine our product's price. When the entire business is priced this way, it will lead to financial failure. We're talking money on several levels next. I'm going to show you how to make sure you aren't unconsciously buying or pricing yourself right out of your dream. Chapter 17, Don't Touch. It's natural as a new business owner to want to sell products that you like best. You love making turquoise jewelry or you prefer lemon cake over carrot cake. Naturally, these would be the items you would think of first to include in your store or on your website. But you have to be careful here. Your customer is not you. You think you know what they will purchase, but you can't be certain until you get those first sales and learn about your customer's preferences. I remember back when I had my gift basket business. I loved my beautiful breakfast basket design and knew it would be a top seller. It had gourmet coffee, blueberry pancake mix, lemon biscotti, and maple syrup in a glass leaf jar, all nestled into a big rattan basket shaped like a coffee cup. Adorable. But it didn't sell. It took me two years and continually replacing expired product before I finally got it. My customers were not interested in my coffee basket design I loved so much. Stubbornly, keeping that design was a waste of money and inventory space. I should have recognized it much earlier. I've seen this repeated by others many times when they go to market to find new items for their stores. It's easy to get caught up in the moment by something new that you love. When this happens, take a step back and think about your customer. Is a version of this product already a top seller for you? Have people come in asking for the product so you know there is demand? As time goes on, you'll learn more and more about your customers' likes and dislikes. There will be times when you misjudge and have to mark down a product just to clear it out. As you learn, you'll get wiser and become a pro at stocking items that move quickly. It becomes a skill that you acquire over time. That's a wrap for this session of Maker to Master, and I look forward to sharing the rest of the book with you in upcoming episodes. I want to make sure you're familiar with my free Facebook group called Gift Biz Breeze. It's a place where we all gather and are a community to support each other. I've got a really fun post in there that's my favorite of the week, I have to say, where I invite all of you to share what you're doing, to show pictures of your product, to show what you're working on for the week, to get reaction from other people, and just for fun because we all get to see the wonderful products that everybody in the community is making. My favorite post every single week, without doubt. Wait, what? Aren't you part of the group already? If not, make sure to jump over to Facebook and search for the group Gift Biz Breeze. Don't delay. Come join us in Gift Biz Breeze today.